Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is all about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode was recorded after the open mic night at Anise Bar, which happens on Wednesdays. Romeo Crow is the one that hosts those nights, as opposed to me, I host the other ones. And I don't get to see him as much as I used to, because he doesn't tend to come to the nights that I host. And I know he is working on music of his own, as well as running these open mics. And in yesterday's episode, I talked about how I want to focus more on the progression of my own music. I thought it would be a nice idea to catch up with Romeo and what he's up to with regards to his own music. It's a bit of a long conversation because Romeo's a born talker and I am loath to interrupt him because I really enjoy what he has to say. So I'll keep this introduction brief. This is me and Romeo talking about our different processes in trying to get somewhere with our own music, primarily with the making of the music, and we him a little bit of the putting it out there as well. And the music I'll put at the end, I haven't decided what it is yet, but as always, I am running late for what it is I have to do tonight, which is actually interview another band who I don't think, I think I've talked to them about them before on this, they are called Nova Cup, so expect to hear them on tomorrow's episode. Anyway, here is my conversation with Romeo, I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you in a bit. Okay, so I we are outside. I'm not sure we're outside Longcroft House, just near Liverpool Street Station. I am here in the esteemed company of one Mr. Romeo Crow. Oh. Romeo, how are you this evening? I'm very good. I'm very good, thank you. We just had a uh, a nice open mic, made all the better for having you there, and. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah, it was good. You guys forced me to play some music, which is a rarity in the live we situation. We wouldn't let you leave without playing that, the, the house guitar, the, uh, the unique It is. It, so let me just quickly inform your listeners, the house guitar. So at all our open mics, we have house guitar. It is the same model house guitar. And I had to buy four or five guitars for all the open mics in the same week, and I didn't have much money. So we got the cheapest guitars. And you know when you play them, that they are the cheapest guitars. And um, a few people played it tonight, and so that it wasn't unfair, they forced me to play it as well. (laughs) And it is a weak guitar. But I like to think that, you know, we we, we all pushed it. Yeah, we were were brothers in arms. We were all in it together. In fact, yes, I was one of the people that played said house guitar. Very nicely, too. Thank you. You're very kind to say that. The reason why I played it is because in yesterday's episode, I talked about how I want to put more of a focus on the progression I want to make in my own music. And part of that is just getting more comfortable with performing regardless of the scenario, which is why I really wasn't planning to play tonight at all. But I just thought, especially since you were running the night and not me, there was a bit more freedom and there was a bit less of a time limit. We had some looseness there. So I thought, let me get on up there. I didn't remember the words to that first song at all, but I knew the melody and I knew the chords and it was the house guitar. (laughs) So I thought, why but not? also you were trying it, am I right in thinking you were trying it in a different register? Yes, different I was singing higher than I normally do. And I, for one, really like it when you sing up there. And I also, I'll put that on record. Anybody listening, <laughs> force Roy to sing up in that higher register. See, I think it sounds lovely. The weird thing is, and I've kind of discussed this on the podcast as well, because I'm using this as a chance to nod my cap to, if that's even the term, tip my cap, whatever it is, to the fact that I've got a lot of music hoarded in my mind that goes beyond just a couple of songs for a first show. It goes to first, second, third, fourth, fifth, etc. album. Mm. Which sounds crazy normally, but in this world of the podcast, I don't mind going there and saying, so when I play a piece of original music at the end of every episode, I think in some episodes I've said, this is, for, this is track three from album six, because I can in this, in this arena. Mm. And 
part of what I intend to do over the course of the music I release is complete. It will always be two guitars, a bass, and a drum, and my voice. But I intend to really switch up my approach. So the earlier stuff I want to do is in that deeper register, borderline monotone, very post-punk Joy Division type of environment. But as time goes on with what I put out, knock on wood that I get to that point, I can break out the higher registers and completely different landscapes that I paint with my music. But with the open mics, the earlier post-punk stuff I want to do might not play as well on a cheap acoustic guitar on an open mic stage. So I can delve into stuff that I might not release till much later. So then I can experiment with singing higher, etc., and seeing how that works out. So that when I get down the line to doing the different styles of music, I'll be ready to perform it. So we get like very early previews. Yes, you do. Happy days. The idea being, if you know the stars align and things really work out, and I end up being a big name, someone could go back through this and be like, "Hang on, he said this is going to be track three on album six. I wonder if it'll actually happen." And then, if it does play out, they'll be like, "Oh my goodness!" From like five years ago, he actually said this is what it was going to do. So, how much else has he got planned? It's very long, long game thinking. Have you got the lottery numbers for uh, three <laughs> yeah. years' time? Because I'll get them down 2021, now. Two thousand twenty-one, January fifteenth. I love it. I love it. <laughs> If only. But the reason I wanted to talk to you, Romeo, is because you are in a similar scenario with regards to working on your music. So outside of the open mics and, say, various speaking engagements or advice you're giving, what's going on with your music these days? Well, this is a good, this is a good question. Um, so I, I am similar in the sense of I have a lot of ideas um, a lot of snippets that I've recorded over the years that might just be a little chord thing or it might be a melody thing or whatever songs from 15 20 years ago that you know I've been carrying around metaphorically or digitally should we say and one of the things that I started doing a few years ago was learning the very long slow and painful process of recording myself for two reasons one I couldn't afford to pay somebody else so I had to do it myself Actually, three reasons. Two, because um, I, I had all these ideas and I wanted to get them down and be able to get them into a, a format that people can listen to and I can put out there and go, okay, this is kind of done, brilliant. And I can remove it from a headspace and go on to another idea or song or whatnot. And three, what I've also found, because I, I, I genuinely enjoy, as frustrating as I find it, but I genuinely enjoy the learning process. And I love to learn how to do things. And, I, and that goes for everything. If there's something that I could learn to do, I generally would rather learn to do it and then maybe get somebody else to do it. But I like, I like to know these things. So over the years, I've been trying to do my music and bit by bit, my production skills and home recording and all that, I got a little bit better, a little bit better. And up till now, I'd done, I have done a few EPs and, and they have been sporadically put together um, without it being one kind of full project. And so principally, they've effectively been singles. Not singles in the sense of, oh, these are radio singles and commercial, but singles in the sense of I work on run track at a time, bosh. And something that I've really wanted to do, which I guess all artists want to do if you've got um, that kind of mind, is you want to put together a, a contingent, that's not the right word, a, a body of work together that relates to each other, effectively an album. And I don't want to use the term, in, certainly not for what I'm working on now, a concept album, because there's not necessarily a concept in the, the classic sense, but certainly songs that will go together and kind of you can listen to from start to finish. So in the Spotify economy, 
that we're in now. Everything is single. Everything is listen to one song and then pick a mix, move on to something else. And for me, the bands and the albums I absolutely love tend to be the old bands. So we're going back to, let's say, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, um, you know, older guys or older acts. And those guys, you two, they'd put together an album to be listened to as an album. And that is kind of a lost art. You know, a lot of people don't listen to albums anymore. They don't take the time to sit and listen to an album because life's busy, etc. And um, I'm not saying that I want to make albums because I want that high art for people to sit and listen to. But I want something that I can listen to myself and go, okay, cool, I managed to do that. So I'm currently working on, as you might have guessed, my first album. And I wanted to do it, I want to do it in a way that is more involved, that is more challenging for me than just doing singles. So I want to learn and improve my craft as I'm doing it and work on it as a, a complete project rather than, okay, I'm going to do 12 single songs and slap them together at the end. So that musically is where I am. Um, and to give context to that very quickly, I got a couple of uh, young children. My, my little girl is five, my little boy is 15 months and I'm in a little one bed flat and I record and do everything in the lounge and as a consequence, which is where we eat and where the kids toys are and everything. So as a consequence, my time is quite limited because I like to give a lot of time for my family. That It's the most important thing for me and my wife. Um, so everything that I do is also quite sporadic. So I'm not working in a studio with other people or, you know, being able to block book time and stuff so I'm working on the album but it's it's piecemeal you have to work around everything work else. around everything and so yeah so the whole learning curve of learning to use equipment and learning to produce and learning to engineer along with writing the songs and, and performing them because I'm I'm doing all the the bits myself is all very much trying to grab a bit here a bit there and anybody um listening to this if you if you play music you'll know what I mean but if you do pretty much anything you know that often even in the office it takes you a while to get into the zone to do the work that you know you need to do so if you've only got an hour or two that doesn't necessarily equate to an hour or two of good work True. so it's finding those blocks where I can get in the mind and get going um, so part of my process with this album has also or my learning with this album has also been how can I improve my process to be more efficient and effective with the limited time that I'm allowing myself. Okay. So, if the finished product is an album, everything yeah. produced, etc., and you're starting with apologies for the sound in the background, hopefully you can still hear us, and you're starting with ideas and so on that you have in your head, I imagine, because for myself anyway, because I too am trying to put music together to make a cohesive body of work, the first step is recording the musical equivalent of a pencil sketch. Just a bass track, guitar track, vocal track, often not even lyrics, just a melody and some ideas that you can turn into something later and some loose drums. That's similar for you? Yeah, very much so. I mean, over the years, I've... Like, my, my go-to thing when I've got an idea is I'll get my phone out and I'll record an audio. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Yes. And for me, you know, sometimes ideas will come in my head like kind of formed and then I have to go and work them out and sometimes I'll just be noodling on a guitar and I want to come up with something and the idea will come so that's that's the first stage and again now this relates to process to what I was saying earlier about trying to be more efficient and effective so I've got probably thousands actually of snippets of this 
and snippets are no good in and of themselves because you can't play you know and my wife bless her oftentimes I play something to her and then I would say but you've got to imagine it yeah, with you know exactly. you probably had that but, you, but you've got to imagine it with all of this and stuff and drums would do this and, and the, she'll be like yeah but I'm not in your head so I, I can try but it doesn't so to present a body of work to present an idea to do it in a cohesive form cohesive was the word I was looking for earlier so thank okay. you um, it needs to be as you say down in a, a demo form or a demonstration form and so something that I wanted to be able to do was get the bass, the guitar, the drums and a, a demo of the track in the classic sense of a demonstration of the track and the vocal ASAP so that process is now twofold or two steps when I come up with a snippet or an idea I try really really hard to write and finish the song there and then so maybe I've just got a, a verse and that sounds nice and in other times past I might have just recorded that verse and say oh I'll do a chorus for it another get time to later, tomorrow yeah. get back to it later but tomorrow never comes or you and something about music like, like a lot of things is it's so intertwined with your emotion and your mindset in that moment that if you if you piecemeal put a song together over a period of days or hours even but at a later date you're different even if you're in the same room same equipment whatever you're in a different zone and so what you if you do the verse on day one and you do the chorus on day two there will be a a, a ju juxtaposition is that the right word I can't think but there'll be a disconnect between yeah. the two now you might a great songwriter you know they I'm sure they can find the way to connect them that sounds really good but I honestly believe that you lose a lot in not finishing the idea there and then you lose that vibe or that emotion that muse that whatever it is that the idea came to you you know in the first place and so for that reason the vibe the idea the emotion and also for the idea of wanting to finish songs and actually be able to move them forward into a demo, I've been trying in the last, well, probably only a year or so, maybe two years, to finish a song when I do it, when I have an idea. Now, I'm probably successful 20% of the time because I don't have time always. I've got an idea and I've got to go and do something, so I've just got to get it down. But whenever I can, I try and do that. So that's stage one. So I'll have then the guitar and the vocal. That's the first bit. Then the second part was, well, that's all well and good, but I'll, then we'll have a history of just guitar and vocal scratchy recordings on the phone. So the next thing is, okay, how do I demo them? So as you were saying, bass, drums, you know, blah, blah. You've got an interesting drummer, haven't you? Well, this is the thing. It's, in, it's funny you should say that. Mm -hmm. So the thing that always kills me, that always slows me down, is, is rhythm and the beats. Because I can play the guitar fine, I can sing okay, I can play bass like a guitar player, so that's all right. Um, but the drums I always struggle with, and I've tried loads of different things, and what I was looking for is something that works fast, something that I can not lose that flow, not lose that momentum, and something da-da-da. And last year I bought a guitar pedal um, by Digitech called the Trio Plus. They had the Trio, this is the Trio Plus, the later model. And ostensibly you plug your guitar in and you play chords on your guitar in teaching mode, mm -hmm. and then the pedal will immediately play a drum beat and a bass line that follows what you're doing rhythmically and um, harmonically the bass will follow the guitar chords so that means you can't do anything too complex with the chords on the guitar so let's say you've got a more complex guitar part you'd simplify it for the teaching stage and then boom and then when you and it's got a little looper on it as well so then you can put the guitar part on top and you've got the bass drums and guitar and I think the pedal is effectively it's been designed to be a 
a writing tool or a jamming tool to get an idea around. In a live situation, you could use it, but I think it's a bit fiddly, but you, you can do it. But I was like, well, let me, let me try this. Let me see what it's like. And I was really surprised, great, happily surprised by the quality of the drum beats. The bass, I think, are pretty weak, except for um, when you've got... Um, uh, like a uh, jazz, the jazz in it. The double bass sounds quite nice. They've got double bass on it. it sounds quite nice. But the um, I'm, I'm a bit distracted because the police cars just pulled up. We're down an alleyway, so I'm wondering it, outside police, like, office buildings. There is a police station, so, so I'm hoping that's why. And they're we'll not gonna... if, they, if they approach, you'll hear it live. If you hear it, you'll hear <laughs> live, please. So oh, um, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I love you. So yeah. So this pedal. So but the drums. I've, I've been really impressed with the drum beats, and so. Um, I was like, okay, I finally got a tool that I can read pretty easily get a, a decent sounding drum beat. And I know I could do the guitar and the bass and the vocal, so now I've got the tools to do a demo yes. pretty rapidly. So this whole um, album, the entire album has been done with this drum pedal playing the drums. Um, so, so this, is, this is like the two steps to get that idea from into a demo to, to, to the first stage to the the, yeah exactly the demo now as you are progressing through this one thing I know you're very good at is bringing your audience along with you on your journey so how are you inc- I know you aren't the type of person who wants to just make the body of work and then go hello world here's my album hope you enjoy it you want to bring people into your ecosystem and bring them along with you so how are you going about doing that during this process so one of the key things I've, I've done, uh, which I'd never done before, is once I've got these songs into the demo form, so I've, I've got the, the original idea on, a, on my phone, and then I do the demo. And the demo, uh, you know, that I can do in an hour, a couple hours. The song's already written. As soon as I've got the drum beat, I put the drum beat on the computer, um, and then I quick bass line quick guitar part the guitar part's already there because it's just chords and the vocals so it's really easy to go but I'm not spending any time on making it sound particularly great or make sure my playing's great so some nothing stuff finished. nothing just finished improv. but also the playing yeah the uh, impro a lot of impro on the bass um, unless it's an old song where I had actually worked out a bass part so a lot of impro and then I'll just quickly select a couple of sounds just to give it a little bit of sheen sorry um like a you know make the guitar put an effect on the guitar so just give it a bit of character but there we go boom and what I've done is when I've finished one of those I've uploaded it to my website to an area that anybody can see it's free to see um, you have to sign in with your email in order to to see it but I say it's free um, and so um, what I'm doing is sharing effectively a sketch a demo and this, I'm sharing something which is often the it's, I do one take of the vocal um, the vocal is often out of key and it's you know sometimes the lyrics aren't quite right the phrasing isn't right rhythmically so it's it's not the sort of thing you'd normally share with people but my thinking is and my thinking was my thinking is well you know the whole landscape with music has changed anyway and I'm making an album I'm not doing Spotify singles and as you say I'm not like oh you haven't heard from me for a long while here you go boom it's okay those that really care about what I'm doing as an artist um, you know join me on this process I want you to understand that it you know writing a song and getting it from the first first idea stage to a produced recording a record so to speak um, that's quote unquote radio ready radio friendly not friendly, radio ready, um, is, is 
you know, can be quite a, a, a process, or is quite a process. And if you're doing it all on your own, and you're doing it where you can grab a bit of time between this, that, and the other, then it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. And I didn't want to therefore kind of disappear for three, four, five, six months, or however long it takes me to do it, and then come out and go, hey guys, I got this, because I want you who's interested, people are saying, you know, you're doing stuff, I want them to be able to appreciate the effort and the change that the song's going through and hopefully have some kind of emotional stake in it but you know be able to go oh this is cool because I heard it at A point A and it was it was cool enough but blah 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 then I heard it at point B when there was a different version and and that was wow that's impressive and and I'm really interested to see how that changed from A to B and then hopefully when they see it in the final version fingers crossed they'll go wow and I think that process is something that most artists don't let fans and people in on and I think it's a really interesting part of that because there's a mystery to for, for non-musicians in fact for a lot of musicians there's a mystery to how the recording process works and how and that doesn't need to be you know it's it in my mind and uh, and I think rather than that smoke and mirrors kind of thing I'm like no look guys this is this is life this is reality yeah. um so that's yeah that's the idea behind the so if any of if any of my millions and millions of listeners want to join you on this journey where can they go to get in on this so head to romeocrow.com um that's crow like the bird not the rustle um so no e on the end and um in the menu you'll find i can't remember what it's called it might be album or music or something of that ilk and click there and then it will ask you to log in and if you're not logged in there's a little button that says register and just name you know email address and password reason i did the the register is because i want to share it with people i want to share it with anybody's interested but i want to share it with people who are genuinely interested like and i think that you know i don't i don't i don't because it doesn't sound so good a lot of the recordings you know they're not the best thing i didn't want people who are just kind of browsing to kind of go uh, what's it? oh that's rubbish and then move on because they don't understand the process or they're not invested in what's going on so I want people to understand what I'm trying to do and go alright if that sounds cool if you're interested brilliant then go and you know go and have a listen okay uh, I think I'm, the policeman has left so I think we're safe from that but I think I might have just missed my last train so I will have to call it a night there oh mate but Homia thank you very much for your time doing and we will definitely have this is essentially part two of our conversation There will be many more parts to come as your process (laughs) continues. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast, you absolute champion, sir. So you're running out the time now. It's going to be late. Thank you. Thanks. And that was that. Thank you very much, Romeo, for your time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to find out more about whatever this is, you can find me on social media at Saddest Night Out. You can find... You can contact me, saddestnightout at gmail.com. And if you wish to contribute to the cause, I am on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash saddestnightout. Today's music, again, is coming in a bit of a hurry because I'm just always... I'm always late and I'm always tired. And, in fact, I should play this song in its entirety, but I'm running out of time. So, Romy and I talked about making music, making a cohesive body of work and putting it out there. I actually have some sort an EP online. It's on Bandcamp, and it's called Virgin, and every song is called Virgin. And I'll play you a little bit of the first song, because because I can, no real reason. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. I feel like I had something else I wanted to get off my chest, but I have completely forgotten it. So maybe this is a daily thing, so I'll probably come up with it again in a future episode. So this is the first song on the album Virgin. 
goes like this. Ah, we're rushing, we're rushing, we're making a mess. We're getting closer to the mic so I can kind of attempt to sing into it. Ah, I'll just lean a little. It seems there's very little upon which we can agree. My resolve is brittle, so my side is rarely seen. Life's an endless run of sums, you'll die before you answer one. It's the endless back and forth of trying to decide which side I'm on. But those arguments are pointless as no ground is ever won. It's only noticed when it's gone. What's the use in being young? Cause I've got nothing but Thank you very much for listening. I will see you at some point tomorrow. Take care.